0: time, try that life and say goodbye, not always polite.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me tonight, we got Devin.
2: Hey, everybody. It's me, Devin.
3: How are you doing?
1: And we got Rob.
3: Hey, everybody. It's me, Devin. How are you doing?
1: And we got Avalos.
3: I'm so confused by everybody else, but what? hi there, everybody.
1: <laughs> I was too. <laughs> Uh, So, uh, for those of you who listened last week, you'll know that this week we are going to be talking about Hocus Pocus 2, which just recently came out, so it is topical. Um, I was just giving the boys a little heads up as far as, uh, I know, Avalos and Rob, you were big fans of the first one. I guess we'll find out how you feel about the second one, uh, but I was hoping that you guys could pr- pretty much take the ball and run with this because, uh, I mean, to me, getting into it, well, before we get get into like the synopsis and you know the breakdown of the movie and stuff, it wasn't a bad movie. Like it held my attention, but like. Watching it would, like, rob the parts that he found really funny. I, I didn't really chuckle at. Like, it was just a movie. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. I didn't hate it. But I'm probably not going to go out of my way to watch it again. Unless somebody, like, is like, hey, you guys, you want to watch this? And it's like, yeah, right, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> um... So yeah i I, I will say uh, when we get to it, I do have a favorite part, so there's at least that I don't have a least favorite part, so that's good yeah.
3: well, I mean, and to just to trail off on that, I guess before we start is I can definitely see why um for 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 everybody else uh, and you, you don't watch for read reviews or you have a a huge friend base that is differing like I do um, it was exactly like that for most people. You either fell in the three categories. I absolutely love this movie. It's the greatest thing that ever came out, blah, 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 blah. Um, I hated it. Or you fell somewhere in between of the, eh, right level.
1: And for me, I feel like it's maybe because, like I've said before, you you recommended that I watch the first one, and I did a a couple years ago at this point, I feel. Um, But, like, I never saw it as a kid. I never watched it growing up. It was never a huge, like every Halloween we watch this movie kind of thing, so I, like, it It didn't, the second one definitely didn't have, like, any sense of nostalgia for me that it might for other people, so possibly that's weighing in on my, eh.
3: Well, I think that's actually a great point to start on, because I think that's why you would think it would be people who have nostalgia for the first one, or would be in the love category, but they're actually most of the ones that say it's a I don't, uh, between the eh to the it's not good. And I think it is the nostalgia factor. When you grow up with it, you get like a, it's kind of like a God, uh, a God complex thought, you know, like it should be, it should be better than it is at all times. Like, you know, it's immortal. Like everyone will still say that about the first one because they have that experience. Yeah. But for this new one, um, I feel like there's a lot of factors that made it less so much for, that to have that same quality. And I think um if you don't, know, if nobody else says anything I do have a first like my very my first thing that I know is a 100% factor that limited what they could probably do. And I don't want to go on unless someone else has a thought.
1: Well, let me just let me just insert one thing here cuz I didn't at the top. But for those of you listening to this episode if you haven't watched it and you want to watch it, this episode's going to be very spoilery. So go watch the movie, and then come back and listen to this episode and tell us what you think. Um, we are going to be talking about various parts of the movie, giving a breakdown of the, of the, uh, the plot, uh, and pretty much picking a movie apart cinematically. Um, so, spoiler alerts. That being said, um, did anybody else have anything that they'd like to say before Avalos kicks this off with some thoughts?
2: Uh, I mean, I would just share my thoughts when it's my turn, I guess.
1: All
0: right. Yeah, I mean, I just... Other than it, it's definitely not... I didn't think it was as good as the first one. But I still thought it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, comparing... Like, if on its own, I think... Like, I can see what you're saying. Like, it's not as... You'd kind of be like, eh. But, like... How, like, combining the two movies together... it's more of a like it gives you more of a I don't know I guess stake in the story yeah so maybe maybe I'll I'll do this first
3: Um, so I'll do the plot because this makes the most sense and then we can pick it apart and that way Devin can give his opinion because I'm very interested because I I actually love Devin's opinions on a lot of stuff so um, if you and spoiler semi spoiler if you haven't seen the first Hocus Pocus shame on you it's been out for 29 years (laughs) <laughs> and, I don't, and no no i don't care about spoilers for that go see it um so this one picks up kind of not immediately where the last one left off we are the same trio of witches are back um because a new a girl and her friend um whom we find out much later in the story is actually a witch uh brings the witches back at because of they were tricked so the witches come back. Uh, they try to go about their whole. Oh, we need to steal the lives of children, um, you know, stay young and beautiful forever. Blah blah blah, blah. Uh, The story continues on that now they're out for revenge. At first, and then it turns into that they want to become all powerful. Um, and then yeah, that's kind of like that's a consistent theme. However, there are parts of the movie that are pulled out. Like we see, there's a there's a flashback scene of how the witches became to be witches. And, and then, you know, we, we can, you learn a little bit of that backstory and go on, but Webby, sorry. Oh, no,
1: you're fine. Uh, I was just going to say, essentially they just wanted to become all powerful towards the end, just so they wouldn't be sent back to wherever it is. They go when the sun came up, right? Cause Any they help? normally, they only have that, the one evening. And then once the sun rises, they disappear.
3: Yeah, the, cur- the way that their curse works, yeah, it sends them back to hell until the- a new candle is lit. Right. So, so I mean, that's, like, at the highest level, the basis of the story. And that's from the, for your old perspective. There are a lot of new elements. Like I said, this new teenager who turns 16 on Halloween is the new witch. Um, and it follows that kind of story. And I think this is where, for... At least for me, like, it, it because at this point... Um, it switches to a coming of age story, and normally historically that tends to uh, resonate with those who identify with, like, you know, oh, that's a teenage girl coming of age story. You know, so immediately an alienated half of the population, just if you put it at the base level, half or more of the population. So like guys are less interested into that or whatever, and everyone may not be interested in, you know, she's a witch and whatever, um, and the teenage drama that comes with it. It's you know Dawson's Creek two um, And then essentially at the end, you know, uh, there's a really good life lesson learned in there. And that's like the highest high level of the movie. If you want a real synopsis of the movie, go to IMDb.com. Not sponsored. Yeah. But one of the first things that I will say, I want to hear like uh, my biggest complaint about this movie. And I liked it. Like, so for me, from a cinematic perspective, it's a movie. It's got everything you need to be a movie. It has a lot of callback to the first movie. So if you didn't understand things before, you're, it'll fly right by and you have no idea. But if you did see it, that's where the nostalgia... There's this twinge of nostalgia that people could like. Um, but my the biggest thing that I found to be an issue was the ages of the actresses for the witches. So if you haven't seen Hocus Pocus, they're portrayed by Kathy Najimy... Bette Midler, and Sarah Jessica Parker. Who are now... I think Bet Midler is the oldest at over 60. So... And not that age is anything, but you have to always consider... People's ages limit what you can have them do. Um, plus, I believe this movie was shot during COVID. So there was, like... All of those... Restrictional things. So I think right there limited what they could and could not have done for the movie. And I'd like... That was, like, my first thing. I'm like... What do you expect? Like, it, the, I put my grandmother in Bette Midler's place. I'm like, do I really expect my grandmother to do like anything super crazy on a movie set, even with stunt people? Mm. Like, and and that that was like my first my first big problem with the movie. All
1: right, I mean that's fair. Uh, Rob,
2: Bette Mil-
1: Bette Midler is 77. By the
3: way, damn, she? damn, she looks good for a 77 year old.
2: If, if if my math be math incorrectly.
3: I mean, she's I'm 76. gonna just. She's 76. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, Google and to just put in her name and it'll tell me how old she is.
1: How old she's is Sarah 76. Jessica Parker? Sarah uh, Jessica Parker.
3: I think she's the youngest of the three.
1: She is
2: the youngest of the three for sure. She was born in '65, so 57. 56,
3: yeah, she's 57? she's 50. Yeah, she's 57.
2: Captain Najimi is born. Single,
3: I think she, she might. Good. She looks skinnier, which is, we, we, you know, she's 65.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're, looks- all, they're all almost 60 or 70.
3: Yeah, like, they're I mean. They're all either, like, you
2: have the, which is ironically enough, the youngest, like, they are all, like, the oldest sister is by far is the oldest one. The middle sister is the middle of And the youngest is the youngest. Like, accurate. Act, act.
3: Actually accurate. Yeah, Ben 76 per the quick Google.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, they, they all look great in the movie. I'll I'll say that. Um. But yeah, okay. So we gave a very rough rundown of the plot. Um I
3: mean, it was super rough.
1: <laughs> Rob, what are some of your thoughts?
0: Um like I said, it, it's not as good as the first one. Like the first one was like interesting, really cool. Like this one had a lot of the same kind of jokes that the first one had. Like the when they're choosing what to fly on, like they like Winnie finds a broom and Sarah Jessica Parker finds a, a mop. So in the first one she found just a regular mop. And in this one she finds like a squeak, one of those like Swiffer mops. <laughs> and then in the old one, um Shoot, I can't remember the third one's name. Mary. Mary uh, Mary finds a vacuum, like a regular vacuum cleaner. And then in this one, she finds like two... Uh, Roombas. Roombas, yeah. And she's flying around like they're... Like she's basically surfing on two Roombas. Um, so, though, I mean, that's updated, but it's kind of the same joke that they had. Uh... And then like, but like, I mean, they fit things in like the Roombas come and save them from the salt later and stuff like that. Uh, <clears throat> uh, one of the things that I liked was seeing them as, as children. Like that, I think that was the best part of the movie was the very beginning where you saw them as kids, uh, with the freaking reverend. He's like, Oh, the eight legs of sin yeah, with the uh, spider. <laughs> I did chuckle
1: at that. I said, yeah, that, that would be me.
3: See, I, I agree. I think the movie was more valuable in, in that part. Yeah. And, in, and in the early part I of the movie, think, Rob,
0: I okay. think that, like, the origin story would have made a better movie. Like, doing the whole thing of them as kids. Like, then you wouldn't have, obviously, Bette Midler and stuff wouldn't be in it. But I think that would have been a, me- a better movie. I agree.
3: Especially because we're introduced to a character that seems to have transcended the wheels of time, if you will. Which makes me wonder who they are. Um, basically the one who gave made to help them become witches
0: yeah because yeah, at the end you do see her in bird form following the three new witches at the end too
3: would, which makes me wonder who she is um, mm. I, I have a theory of who it is but of course it, it's it's based off of like uh, more modern age stuff and we can get into that as a topic if we have time but she's your witch god Hecating? sure no, that's who it is. The mother, maiden, and the crone. That's yeah. who they reference in the little thing that they say in the forest. The mother, the maiden, and the crone, and that's Hecate. The tri uh goddess.
1: Well, we only got to see one of her faces, so um,
3: but the mother. Yeah. She played she played the role of mother.
1: That's true. Um Yeah, I will say that that that, that was one of the parts that I actually enjoyed was the the Reverend freaking out about the spider. And then when his house came caught on fire in that same flashback, he blamed it on the spider. Like everything's (laughs) the spider's fault. The spider's the devil. Um, The only other thing that I really like, I appreciated, I guess in the movie that, that uh, that really kind of drew me in and it was really kind of a small part was uh, the, the zombie guy that they brought back. Oh, Billy? Billy. I liked him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I liked him in the beginning, too, when she was like, if I was going to marry anyone, it would be Billy or William, whatever. And he's like, yeah. what? Why me?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: I think that's a good
3: word. so So, um, just a tangent on Billy really quickly, because, like, you know, his part in the movie isn't... Yet again, he's another, what I would call, a throwback feature. Like, the yeah. movie wasn't about him. They really didn't need him for the story at all. Like, but... They threw him in there um what i do appreciate sorry i had to cough i'm mute i'm i'm respectful uh is that they you they introduce magic in a way that it is traditionally used like you know unless you're it's like a, a, a channeling type thing like you're constantly chanting you have to release. what do you release into the world you have to put back so, like, the comment, the small comment that nobody is going to mention, and this is, like, one of those obscure things that only I see, he's like, nobody put me back. They woke me up and never put me back to sleep. Right, yeah, he's and been awake that, that whole time. Right, so, like, that little comment there ties back to the way that, at least, the it seems as if this terms of magic and the way that they're working it is, it's action-based. So, if you're not going to put him to sleep, he'll just remain there forever. And I found that interesting as a, as an interesting callback like someone did a little bit of research either they did a little bit of research or they just did no research and got lucky and it makes right. sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, Devin, did you have a favorite part in the movie?
2: Uh I think we all share this cuz this was the my my favorite part was the beginning. I think the that was the, the flashback served as the best part. I mean, I did like, you know, a little song and dance routine that was nice too. Um, the one way or another, that was nice. And the ending credits, their 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 song at the end was nice yeah. too. Um, as far as like this movie though, in general, I agree with Avalos in that it's a movie. It's watchable almost without watching the first one. It's watchable. They do enough setup where you don't have to have seen the first one to like follow along with this movie. It is, it does to get a a lot of the enjoyment out of it and to elevate the rating of the movie. I think you do have to have knowledge of the previous movie because a lot of the callbacks and things that happen in that movie are present here. There are a lot, there's a lot of callbacks, a lot of referencing. So there's that. They're doing, they're depending on the first movie, do a lot of heavy lifting to bump up that nostalgia score. I don't think the movie is offensive in the slightest way in terms of like, it didn't do anything that like, stood out where I wanted to like so I want to sit here and bash the movie. But kind of like many things, um and you know, many critiques of different genres over the years, uh sometimes being safe is not always a good thing. And I think they did this movie fairly safe. Uh they it was just a nostalgia piece that they wanted to release onto Disney Plus and I don't want to say it's a cash grab, but they they wanted something to sh- streamline Halloween for on Disney+. Plus, and this had enough appeal, I believe, in my opinion, to pull in young and old audiences. Because most people, I would say, have shown their kids who grew up watching the first Hocus Pocus have shown their kids or shown their relatives or shown whoever the original Hocus Pocus. So they've seen it, right? I think this was a safe, this was a very safe move by Disney, but uh, they didn't really, like, outside of, like, the first five minutes of the movie where we had the flashback, nothing was really added to this. They didn't add anything to the movie. It was kind of, I don't want to say it was kind of a remake of the same, but it kind of was. Witches get woken up by accident, Um, you know, chasing down to perform the ritual before sunrise, song and dance routine, couple of run-ins with the witches, looks like the witches are going to win. They don't kind of deal um you know what i mean
1: now let me ask all of you this do you think part of the i don't want to say the letdown but like part of the the thing that really kind of not that didn't allow this movie to pop really like avalice you said it's been what like 20
3: i think said 29 years 29 years
1: since the first (laughs) movie came out
3: Yep. Almost the first 30. movie
2: came out in
3: '93. Yep. So
2: 29
1: years because okay. it came out the year after I was born. So do you think? Do you think part of the I, I'm I'm going to say letdown is the fact that 29 years has passed without a sequel? They finally did a sequel, and it just didn't live up to any particular mm-hmm. expectation that people had. Or well, I don't think
2: there was an expectation. That's the reason why I'm saying like I don't think this movie. I think it was so safe I don't think there was an expectation in this movie there's nobody nobody expected a hocus pocus too like you know what I mean like maybe the first couple years out first like five six years it was all like oh maybe we'll get another hocus pocus or they'll do something with it but it just kind of became it kind of moved into like the category of like a nightmare for Christmas or that kind of thing where it's like yeah it's a Halloween movie you watch it it's like a one-off. And that's it, right? It's fun, it's a one off, and that's it. It has nostalgia. You watch it every year, and it's like, okay, we're here. It doesn't really have like nobody really sitting here, like, oh man, you know, like when they like they announced hocus pocus two. You didn't have people like, oh, we've been waiting for 29 years for this. Finally, hocus pocus two. This is what we wanted. (laughs) You know, nobody was really doing that, but nobody was mad about it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like something like, why are you doing this? Like the movie wrapped up nicely. Like, why, why are you doing this? I do think they made the right call by making it new characters. If they tried to shoehorn in the characters from the first movie, like older and like then, you know, like new kids in town, wake them, you know, wake up the Sanderson sisters and they bring back, they got it. Like the, you know, the, the old crew come back in the town to help beat the Sanderson sisters. If they did something like that, I think it would have they would have been it would have been uh much more set up for failure. Uh I think they made a right move by focusing on just new characters, making it almost an independent story. Like they reference it through through actions and references, but there's no real there's no real tie to the first movie outside of
3: that it happened. <laughs> yeah so and and to devin's point so i I, de- I didn't think about it until you just said it that way Devin but it's really true so one of the like like I agree I actually like the movie like I watched it twice and I saw things the second time through I didn't see the first time because I was reliving my nostalgia and it was because the second time was on my computer and the first one was on a TV about 10 feet away but that's not the point um I think that this was a, an attempt at Disney to reignite people's nostalgia I would bet that there's going to be something in the works about the girl at the end, who is the new witch with the new coven. Because, and this is the part where it's bad for me, because I I have a little bit of pre-knowledge and other stuff, is that there was a book written by the author who wrote Hocus Pocus, or some author who did a secondary story about a fourth Sanderson sister, and how she was basically like... The, like, the mother was the same, but it was a different father type situation. So, like, a half-sister who grew up normal. Like, and never was a witch. But has the potential to be one. So, for me, and my immediate thought is when this little girl... Like, you know, in the movie, I can't remember her name. She's not that important. She gets her... She's doing all these magic-y things. I'm like, is this the other bloodline? Like, you know, is that an option? And I feel like that's where... They, they're. I think they're trying to expand the territory, and they're testing the waters to see how it went. The witches aren't. And if you saw all the way to the end of the credits, the witches aren't gone. And they left it open for them to come back again because of the black cat in front of the BC number two box. What does that stand for, kids? You know, uh, like
1: oh, I was just gonna go somewhere real bad, but
3: sure. Well,
1: you're right. It means black candle
3: maybe we should add an F in there. BFC. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I just think that it was an attempt to try to play the field to either give us what we want, like Devin says, and could do a quick cash grab streamline, make it Disney Plus the place to be for Halloween. Plus get people to stop asking for it because they've been asking there are a sect of people who want Hocus Focus 2 every year. Right. Just but like in every but just like, like in everybody... every fandom.
2: Right, exactly. it's every fandom, and every that you're gonna hit people who want more Harry Potter movies and more all these other movies and it's like yeah, it's fine, but it's it's one of those things where it's not it's they're asking for it, but it's not something that's so like
3: beloved that it has
2: beloved. to beloved I mean no. it's a beloved movie, but it's not something that's so like die hearted ass for that every year they don't get it, it's just like you know, mass anarchy happening. Right. It's just like, oh, that'd be great if we had a Hocus Pocus 2. That'd be great if there was a Hocus Pocus 2. They really should do a Hocus Pocus 2. And then they write Hocus Pocus 2. Because like, I would, I would go on a limb and say, I don't think Hocus Pocus is anybody's favorite movie. I, mean, I think it's a great movie, but I don't think it's anybody's favorite movie. Like, realistically.
3: I, w- I guess I would agree. I mean, and there are some people I knew have turned around and said, that's my favorite movie. But, I mean,
2: maybe your favorite Halloween movie.
3: Yeah, but that's what I was thinking. I feel like it's always, it's my favorite Halloween movie. It's never my favorite movie. Right, right, right. right.
2: There's, and I I think there's definitely like a fandom there, and I definitely think it's there. I mean, because they've had, over the years, they've had like the Hocus Pocus 25th anniversary stuff. They've had the, they had like the Search of the Sanderson Sisters, like they were talking about like lore or whatever it was at one point. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a TV special. It's like a mockumentary thing they did um You
1: know, I know we're doing this on Hocus Pocus too, but do you know what my favorite Halloween movie was growing up? And I mean, I've slowly like people who know me know that I don't really do holidays much anymore. But like growing up, Ernest scared stupid. I loved I loved most all the Ernest movies.
3: <laughs> but is it because you love the character?
1: I love the character I love the way they set up the movies just like the, the the feel of the movie um right yeah and I
3: think so I think that that's a huge factor when it comes to so I don't. I'm not disagreeing I've never seen them to be honest but the I think that that's kind of what devin is saying in this one that like you know it would that would have made it that would have, you would have been more of a I, I like this movie because if it, if it would have followed the earnest format you probably would have loved it right. And I think that's what Devin's trying to say is that this didn't really have a format to follow. It just kinda took people's love for these three characters and tried to use it as a, a, a the boosting the, the the pad to boost them up into whatever they were trying to do, money, yeah, stream like you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think and I think that's okay, but I also just did a quick Google search just to make sure I wasn't crazy, and there's like seven hocus pocus books that came out over the years that Disney is getting money off of. So Yeah. Like it, it's kind of like one of those things where they just bring it back, and I can I totally see Devin's point, and I, I and like I said at the top, I don't dislike the movie. I actually like it. Like I said, I watched it no, twice. No, only, I think I'm the I have only zero, one.
2: I have zero issues with this movie, but nothing really in the movie. Also, in on contrast, nothing stands out to me. Nothing right. is like I'm not. I can't sit here and praise the movie, but I can't sit here and really bash the movie. I'm I'm very indifferent on the movie. I think it's a good movie, and when I
3: watch it again, yes,
2: but. I only, I, was I mean, say that's the, about the end of
3: it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the only thing I will praise about the movie is the lesson at the end. It's about, like, you know... Yeah, and I'll that,
1: admit, I got a little choked up at the end.
3: Well, no, the lesson... Because the lesson is, is anybody who... And this is, I guess, where it's very off-handed, is if you've ever studied any type of... The way the what they would call modern-day witchcraft or modern-day magic works, air quotes, um, is that there's always a price for something, whether it be you know uh, an object or whatever. And this one, spoiler alert, if you haven't already been spoiled, this one's the big one. At the end of the movie, they do this spell that's supposed to make them all powerful in an attempt to not have to go back down to hell. Um, But the cost is what you love most. And this is one of those things where I'm like, okay. And they led you up to believe to this point that it was going to be Billy Butcherson, like the lover. But here it was actually her sisters, Winifred's sisters, that were her who she loved the most, who she did everything. And that's a trope that's used a lot in stories. So that's what I'm saying. I don't I'm praising the trope. I'm not praising the movie because the trope still to this day is very valuable. Like right. you know the, I mean even in, pay, even in the Avengers
1: yeah. movies, you know, the Soul Stone had that same trope. You know?
3: Exactly, and I praise that trope because it create it, it give it's a vehicle that gives you good and bad like scenarios. Like for example, everyone's really controversial with the whole Thanos thing and uh, Gamora, but that decision makes his character. That trope made people love or hate him. Right. Most to hate him. I mean, there might be some people who love him for doing it, but the point is, is he was willing to do whatever it took, including right. break his own heart. So I mean, like. Also spoilers for Avengers, but y'all should have seen that too. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> 1,000%. Unless Ryder was in this chat, he'd be like, there's obviously another way he could have gone about it. He didn't have to give up his daughter.
0: Uh, He didn't have to do any of the things he did.
1: Fuck you. Of course
0: he did. I mean... <laughs> he, he killed half of the county even yeah. before he got the stones his army was going around killing half the planets that's how he got his daughter by killing her family yeah, yeah. because
1: if he didn't the planet the the galaxy were going to kill themselves
3: they were going to run out of resources and also on top of that i'm not saying i'm not saying i'm supportive of it rob from the the thanos perspective but he killed indiscriminately so he didn't spare the nobles he didn't You know, condemn the poor. It was just how he drew a line in the sand and said, "If you're on this half, sorry, except for her." So this is where I think the movies gave us that emotional attachment. But I agree with you. I that if if that is truly the economic issue of your world, I'm I'm pretty sure. You know, mass killing of the entire populace isn't the answer because there probably is no answer for everybody that everyone's gonna love. Like, you know, are you? Oh, well, if you're older over the age of sixty, you should go. Anybody under the age of twenty is like immediately safe because you haven't lived your life. If you're in between, we're gonna judge you based off your medical history. Who's dying today? You know what I mean? Like,
2: but, yeah, do, but then do you get into the question of do you judge off medical history or do you judge off of morality? Um, do you want to? a of people who might be like, you want a earth full of Patrick Bateman or do you want, you know, an earthful of like people who may not be in the greatest of shape, but they are, um, or like the most healthy, but they are, they have good moral, moral
3: values. Right. Which is why, I th- you know, it's probably a very unpopular opinion and I will ag- not that I want to kill anybody, but I agree with the indiscriminate because at that point yeah. you're not, like, the roll of dice. Yeah, you're just kind of... Yeah, the roll of the dice, exactly. You're, you're, you're taking a gamble, and at that point, it legitimately is I'm just solving the the larger problem. You all still have your own to deal with here. I'll be gone in about 20 minutes. Boom, boom. Right.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you are right. That is a trope, you know, of, uh, you know, in, in a lot of movies and stories in general, just the fact that Especially with things like any type of power, if you're gaining in power somewhere, you're it's it's coming at a cost. Um, and I think I, I'm 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 in the same boat as you. I really enjoy that trope. Um, like I, I I know that's kind of a big thing in like the Wheel of Time. We won't get into it, but you know men can't use magic in the wheel of time series because if they do it makes them go crazy you know but
2: jokes on you i've always been crazy yeah i'm, men always, I'm so. always crazy men is like the, like the... Uh, you get like the hulk the hulk logic yeah. the bruce banner hulk logic for magic how do you use magic without going crazy i'm
3: always i'm crazy. always crazy <laughs> Well, no, so I've that would be weird.
2: like a really funny line because you know the internet will like take over and they would just like Photoshop like Bozo the Clown into in, into the scene. it's Like, how do you use magic without going crazy? Just Bozo the Clown looking over.
3: I'm always I'm always crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. So so wait a we minute. We need a Bozo here. the Clown movie.
2: Throwing that out there.
3: Hey, okay, we not. In the Wheel of Time, is it what they would consider the gender male or man as in like human? Males. Okay. Like, I have never I I've those, never seen it. So yeah, the anything, females so. are
1: capable of of essentially wielding magic um without going crazy. Uh so they try to police yeah, it. It's
0: it, it's because there's two gods, one's a male, one's a female and the male god got tainted on like the surface. So if you try to reach to him for magic, it, it corrupts you. Yeah
3: makes sense i I just wanted to know because you said man and man is is, is sometimes referred to like the race the human so i I, I was just referring whether it was humans which means i'm like who's in the wheel of time Then are there hybrids you know are we all xeno xeno humans now and that's how we use magic You, you know the little head pops out of your mouth and that's what casts the spell anyway
1: so yeah i mean again i like that trope and uh It it did get me. I I will say I did get a little emotional at the end of the Hocus Pocus movie when, uh, what's her name, Winifred, Winnie? Yeah, Winifred. You know, like she had this power, and then the second she realized her sisters were gone, she she did a complete one eighty as far as like her feelings towards these kids. And she's like, "Listen, you're you have the book now. Is there anything that you can do to help me?"
3: Like, but I also. so, and just to finish that thought out, I like the outcome of how they were helped because I truly expected the Disney, the uh, the Disney trope of happily ever after, like in the best way possible to occur. Meaning, I, like, oh yeah, see, let me just open it, and I thought something great was going to happen, and they were going to come back, and it was going to be great, and then Dawn would have shown up, and they would have dusted together. See,
1: I was thinking when they were doing that that whatever spell was cast. They were it was gonna bring back the other two sisters, but then strip all three of them of their magic. And so they'd be they'd be able to live out the rest of their their human lives together, but as human, you know me, as as mortals. Right. I didn't expect them to do the twist of, yeah, we'll just reunite you with your sisters back in hell
3: well we we send them back it it doesn't the spell i believe the quote was the spell doesn't bring them back it sends you to them right so it was and i i enjoyed that because i'm like okay we're not going cookie cutter happy ending disney here we're going it's still a happier ending
1: right yeah
3: but it's not the one where everybody lives happily ever after
2: yeah i will say this i don't know how you guys felt uh, mainly this is for Robin Avalos, I but you probably can answer this question, but not to the same extent. I like the kids in the first movie better.
3: I think I do. T- you know why? I think I do too, and that's because they mainly the little girl. She was the greatest comic relief ever, and she well, was adorable. Yeah. Well, yes, and but you know why though? And I think that ties to like social standards. Like you can't act like you know what I mean. Like back then, it was like she's just a kid like in the time that the movie was shot our time now fast forward if a card get uh, a card all kids are cards now if a, if a kid acted unruly like that then you know there's something would be like it, depending if there was like it, it would tie into something else that has absolutely nothing to do with it meaning like you know if they because this time um they were it was racially represented which i enjoyed like you know that it was it wasn't just a white actor it was i think one was hispanic and maybe one was like a Uh, a a black mix um, of race, and and I love that. But if they would have acted any sort of way, people would be like, you're stereotyping us, like, because we live in that social world, and I don't know if that would have been the intent. So, like, I I just think, way back then, they were greater characters, because all those social borders didn't really necessarily exist, from the perspective of, like, how you acted. But now they do, and people are so quick to call you out on it for everything. It's stupid. And, but, but like I said, I love the representation. And one of my favorite scenes in this movie, I know it's really stupid, and I cackled my ass off, was when they were in freaking Walgreens. Like, when they took them there for the souls, and they were like, look, she's still so powerful, the door is open for her. I'm like, this is so dumb. But then they're in there, like, eating lotion. It's floral with a musky aftertaste, and like, I'm sitting here, like, grossed out at the same time, but it's hysterical. Now, so, I, I mean...
1: I have a question for you guys. Now, like, in the scene where they're standing outside that that Walgreens, and they commented on how it's it's daylight inside. Like, it's just, it's, it's all of the lights are radiating from within it. They weren't in, like, the dark ages in the first movie. Wouldn't they have seen electricity back then?
0: They did, but they never went, like, to, like, not fluorescent lights. Like, just uh. regular light bulbs. Like, they went to people's houses. They never went to, like, a store or anything. Yeah,
2: they. I think they even made a reference to the first one. They made it to, the, like, it's like an automatic candle or something like that.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I, they were like, 90s lights. They weren't that bright. Right. And But I think for that moment, like, I think that was, like, the best part of the movie. I mean, like you said, Devin, music, dance, number, great, cool, whatever. But, like, I don't like some of those cheesy things. Like, you know, the, it's like, oh, yeah, that's what fluorescence will do to you. Fluorescence. I think we knew her yeah i'm like like the stupid things i'm like that's a dad joke i feel like that's a dad joke why they give him a dad joke um (laughs) so i don't know Uh, overall i definitely i think this movie deserves the rating it has out there it's like at a 50 or 60 and it hovers for like on most sites that i've looked at and i think that's actually pretty fair because it's not like it should have been last time like it doesn't have the magic of the first one whether, whatever that factor may be. It's not horrible enough to me be, to be like, why did I waste my time watching this? I'm like, I watched it. You know, you know.
1: I, I do. There is one part of this movie that did make me legitimately kind of sad. Not upset, but like, just sad for a character. And oddly enough, it's the mayor never got his goddamn candy apple.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, he, he got some shitty knockoff. You know that he was not enthusiastic about, and that saddened me.
3: I feel like you care about the side characters. You're you're one of those people that watches the movie. And you're like, but what about Street Vendor Number Three? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But I did like, I did enjoy how they entered the contest for the Sanderson sister costume contest. They lost even though they are the Sanderson sisters. And then she threw the trophy at the one judge that instantly knocked his ass out.
3: <laughs> right. Like that I guy's like...
1: probably dead. <laughs> probably. <laughs> like...
3: But also, so I liked that scene because it had representation there. Um, I only know because I read an article. Um, I did a little bit of research after I watched the movie just to get like people's thoughts. Apparently, the ones that were to their, like, stage left, if you were staring at them, um, were actual professional drag performers mm-hmm. that were dressed up and were, like, hired for this movie. And apparently, um, they were just speaking, like, how lovely the like, Kathy Jimmy and Sardis Kavarkar and all them were in this interview that this, I think, was Entertainment Weekly or something. Um, and I don't know, I like that. I like that they're, and I think, who said it? It was one of the three of them that said it best. It's like, if you're gonna do this kind of movie, you need to make sure everybody who loves this movie is feels like they have a reason to watch it. And you know what I mean, like tying that perv- that in there. That because apparently, it's a can of worms. They those dressing up like the Sanderson sisters is like the other part of being a drag performer. That's like what you do. Like you've ever apparently every performer's done it once in their life. You've dressed up like a Sanderson sister, so like they're that embedded in that community. I guess. Oh, all right. So, like, it, it, I guess from, I don't know, I just, I, I like when there's representation and, and for like people. Like, you like, cause, and we're seeing it more with media, and I like that Disney is starting to do it, though, of course, with big companies like Disney, who will be the brunt of all things were like representationally like you know like oh well, why did you show a black woman like that or why did you show an asian man like that cuz you know they own marvel and stuff now too like you know it gets a little dicey i don't know
1: all right well with that uh rob do you have anything else that you'd like to add cuz we're nearing uh, the 6:30 mark so we'll probably start wrapping up soon but
0: yeah i mean not really like i said I like the first one better, obviously. Um, I thought this one was funny. I would would watch it again. Still think the origin story would have been a better movie.
1: (laughs) Now, Rob, are you the type of person... I know you love Halloween. Mm -hmm. Are you the type of person where you have certain Halloween movies that you watch or you try to watch every year?
0: No, not really. I usually just watch whatever I'm interested in at the time. The only movie, the only movie watching tradition I have is Thanksgiving, which is strange, but it's always, my family always used to watch The Wizard of Oz because it would be on network TV at Thanksgiving. That's the only, like, I have to watch this movie at this time kind of thing that I've got. Gotcha. Uh,
1: Devin, closing thoughts?
2: I mean, it's a totally, it's a, it's a movie, it's worth watching i think but i mean it just depends on what you're going into it for i guess if you're going into it with the like really want and need for a movie to be like you're looking at, if you're going in for something that is as good or superior to the original you're going to be disappointed but i think it's still a good movie and fun for like a fun movie for the, to watch with the the kids for halloween and uh yeah i mean it's kind of really it as far as that goes, and as far as movies like I like to watch on Halloween, I try this. I try every Halloween to like expose myself to.
0: Uh, stop right there. To expose myself. <laughs> I, I really do. <laughs> I
2: try every Halloween to expose myself to like more horror movies and more like obscure horror movies. Um So I always like try gearing up like mid September or whatever, to do that, but every now and again I find myself going back, watching like Rose Red, or whatever, that's just a long I don't have the time anymore, but I used to, but yeah
3: for whatever reason, when we were joking about the expose, I immediately thought of like, check out Devin's only fan page, where he will show you the, his exposure to horror movies, and it's just like you, hit with a, a, the movie cover picture in front of like, you know, covering the parts, like the preview picture anyway I'd be done for that
1: all right, Avalos. What about you? Closing thoughts.
3: It. I agree.
1: Anyway. <laughs> anyway.
3: <laughs> Listen, it's like, you got to get people stupid things to I think hate. It's I'm, anyway.
1: I, I don't knock it. If Devin had an no OnlyFans, I'd subscribe. Fuck it. I just want to support right. my friend.
3: Um, exact. True. You know. But anyway, Plus, no. My closing.
1: B- before you do closing thoughts, uh, probably not a shocker to anybody.
2: Webby has but, an only No, they've al-
1: they've already made a porno parody of Hocus Pocus.
2: Oh yeah, that's that's that happened probably like the, that happened probably before the movie came out.
3: Yeah. I was gonna say, didn't they have part of it in the movie where they were like, "Oh, I can give you." He's like, "We're looking for children." He's like, "I can make that happen. It might take me a few tries." Like yeah, already, the guy
0: that was driving
3: the bus. Yeah, they already started that in the first movie. Yeah. All right, but Mike I agree with Devin. It's a movie. Temper your expectation of what you're going... What do you want from this movie? If you're expecting something that's out of this world, I'm sorry for you. But if you go into this movie just thinking, like, it's a movie. You'll be fine. Um, But it was enjoyable. I would watch it again if I was asked to, uh, or if I was giving an opinion on something. Um, But it's not something I'm going to say... Will be like I have to watch every Halloween season. Like now that Halloween is here, like you know, if it goes on AMC, I'm gonna have some questions because you know, horror movie month. That's all.
1: All right. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, Um, I don't hate the movie. Probably not gonna watch it again unless somebody specifically asks me to. Um, otherwise, I mean, if and even then, when I do, I'll sit down and watch it. But I don't know. I'll be thinking about doing other things while watching it. (laughs) So, uh, um, but it did hold my attention throughout the movie, so it was entertaining enough. I wasn't bored throughout it, so it wasn't a bad movie. It's definitely not the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, but yeah. Uh, and with that, I guess we'll start doing sign-offs. Um, Devin, do you have life advice for us?
2: I do. I do. Courtesy of Mark Twain. Um, never argue with with a stupid person. They would drag you down to their level and beat you with experience.
1: I really enjoy that life advice. Uh, send that to me in a, in a, in a DM. Or put it in the, in the Discord chat. I really, really like that, that life advice. Uh... Rob, do we have a science corner?
0: Uh, yep. Uh, I... I have never been on a plane, but everyone always complains about airplane food. Apparently, there's a reason for that. Uh, because at 35,000 feet or higher, the human tongue goes partially numb, causing a loss of approximately one-third of your taste buds. Um, and the noise... I mean, so
2: what you're saying is, they owe me one-third of my money back for every plate of food I buy.
0: Yep. Uh, and then noise above 85 decibels, which the plane engines make, also dull your sensitivity to salt and sugar.
1: <clears throat> See, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like I've ever had, like, I've never had anything to eat on a plane. Like, food has never been offered on any flight I've ever I've had, had like,
2: snacks, but never, like, meals. I waited, I
1: waited for them to come by and be like, you like a little bag of pretzels or fucking peanuts or some shit. I've never been offered food, but I've been offered... You gotta, drinks. like, ask them. <clears throat> and, like, the drinks, it's usually, like, a bottle of water or, like, a can of Coke or a can of soda. Right? Uh, and, like, so, like, it, when I've had soda on a plane, I don't know, it didn't taste different. I don't know if maybe they just soda's too strong. It tastes it like overpriced dumbness.
2: soda. It tastes like overpriced soda. I don't
1: know. That's that's fucked up though. A little bit. So sound can alter your sense of taste for sugar and salt specifically?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's above 85 decibels.
3: That makes sense to me. Because huh. you if like, I mean, this has nothing to do with anything, but I legit like yeah, I went to an ear, ears, nose, and throat doctor, and they, like, cleaned out my ears because, you know, earwax, blah. And the moment it happened, things started tasting different. So it makes sense that they're, like, connected weirdly.
1: Hmm. So I take it, Rob, you did not fact-check me, me and Devin's science corner no. from last week.
2: I'm, not, I'm telling you, like, it, it, what I said was true.
1: Yeah, me too. Well,
2: I don't know about (laughs) Webby's, but I know mine was a a shirt. Devin, I have nothing
1: but belief in you. Believe in me. (laughs) That's all I ask. uh,
2: Webby, I I, I never would not believe in you.
1: Space ice giants could be real. That's all I'm saying.
3: (laughs) Somebody was watching the first Avengers. Anyway.
1: So... I honestly don't remember what we did for a science. I just remember we we kept mentioning that Rob Rob was going to have to fact check us over the week. Also,
2: Wendy, a quick, random, really quick question that's completely unrelated to anything. Um,
1: Is it? Okay. uh,
2: How far from you is Pembroke?
1: (laughs) It's the next town over. (laughs) Uh, Okay, okay. Yeah, like me, it goes Manchester and then hooks it, and then Pembroke, okay. well, Pembroke so slash like, Allenstown, and then Concord, which is the capital.
2: So, like you know, not bad of a drive. Ten minutes. Okay. Okay. So, I think I'm on the verge of a nervous breakdown. So I might just like pack all my shit up and move, buy a house in Pembroke.
1: Do it up, bro.
2: <laughs> Webby's like, yo, how can I move this nervous breakdown along? Hey,
1: man. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. there's Pembroke. I mean, you could live in Pembroke, and it, there it's fucking maybe a 15 minute drive or something like that from Pembroke to the prison in Concord. There you go. See, see. see? Oh God,
2: it's all, it's all coming together.
3: Oh, uh, well, the universe at work.
1: And then we have it's a youth all... detention center and hooks it.
3: Uh, it's all Techni- coming together. I guess
1: technically that's Manchester, but it's right on the. Board. I
3: can like
2: I can tackle. I can live up my dream of tackling youth. And then, the
1: and then in I think Gothstown, which is just Goffstown. on the other side of Manchester, is the women's prison. So
2: Gothstown. The oh, town man. of It's it's kind yeah. of like Portland, but with Goths.
3: <laughs> Where everybody's just like, I just it's hate a, it. How would not, you like your coffee?
1: It's it's not Gothstown. I know, I know, I just I'm just it, like with an F like Goth.
3: Okay, no, no, no. It's 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 goths. It's how would you like your coffee, black like my soul, black (laughs) like my soul, and to (laughs) splenda. All right, hipster
2: hipster goths versus hipster goths versus regular goths. Jesus, Mm -hmm.
1: I give it to the regular goths.
2: (laughs) Me too, hipster. I was goth before you were. I was goth for you were.
1: Uh All
2: right. I played my, my depressed music on records.
1: With that, we're going to end the episode there. Avalos, where can people find you on the internet if they want to reach out and say hi and support anything that you do? First off, people
3: say, don't do it. I was going to say, you don't send me dollars. It's fine. Slips his only slips, his only. slips his fan link. No, um, I am available at no. xAvalos on Twitter. I don't do much. I'm trying to maybe make... I might be making a change with that, so maybe the next time I want, I'll have more links, but that's it.
1: Okay. Uh, Rob, what about you? Where, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Confessor X.
1: And Devin, where can people find you?
2: You guys can find me on Twitch at DMP underscore poofy. You can find me on Twitter at MrD3 and as... No, reverse that. And as always, you can find me on eBay looking for a black flame candle.
1: Ooh. All right. Would you, please? uh, I would just want to say thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, go see it and tell us what you think. Uh, we love you. And as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack's force Walker, all one word on Twitch at DMWebby, and at eBay at selling Devon fake black candles, uh, cause we don't need that kind of nonsense.
3: Exactly, that, also like a, that also has you get, like that also I mean, I mean, it won't fair. work anyway. I'm not a virgin.
1: I mean, that's fair too. All right. Anyway, thanks also, for listening everybody. For we love you.
2: Also, is it legal to sell virgins on eBay? I have three questions. Now.
1: Well, probably well, I don't, maybe as the CIA article, comes to the roof. There eBay was some Dubai. where somebody <laughs> sold their virginity on one of those uh, eBay or something. Okay. I, don't, I, don't yeah, know I don't know if no so. if it went through. I don't know. Thank uh, you for listening I, think that Fuck was like the, I
2: don't think it went through. I think they pulled it. But it was like going for like a couple mil I think at one point. If I could have sold my virginity for a couple million dollars, I would have sold it. And cut.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean the outro's music's still playing, so it's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. wow.
2: I thought you were going for like the sports center theme. I was like, why? I was like, uh